The market has experienced a roller coaster trend this year. Just when you think it's headed up, it begins another downward trend. Is this a good time to invest? I'm James Derrick. Today we will find out as I interview my guest, Charlotte Jessup. Welcome to the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast, where we provide impactful insight and expert opinions on timeless financial principles and timely investment topics, preparing you to make smarter decisions with your money. Charla, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's fun to have you on that side of the table. Charla is the president of Smedley Financial Services. She holds a CFP designation and behavioral financial advisor designation as well. Uh, The market is nearly impossible to predict. And yet downturns are just part of investing. That's true, James. Downturns happen. Thankfully, they don't last forever. Um, When looking at the S&P 500 and you go back from 1952 through 2021, we have some interesting information regarding downturns in the market because we all focus on declines. How much money is, how far are we down? How much have I lost? But a decline of 5%, believe it or not, happens about three times a year. And it typically lasts about 43 days from the top of the market to the bottom, which that's just normal market activity. It happens and we don't even think about it. 43 days kind of sounds like a long time. It feels like a long time sometimes. But, you know, compare that with 10%, which happens about once a year. And everybody's aware when the 10% hits, maybe not so much at 5%, but at 10% we're aware. And from top to bottom, it's about 110 days. That's a long time. You get to declines of 15% or more, or even up to 20%. At 20%, they happen about every six years. They can last about 370 days. Well, think about that. That's an entire year. So as investors are looking at the market right now and they're thinking, okay, we're down over 10%, less than 20. When you look at the S&P 500, where do we fall? Well, you know, this could continue for a while. We're not out of the woods. But I think what's important to realize when we look at that is it doesn't last forever. And emotionally, sometimes we get caught up in what's happening in the time frame, and we think it's going to continue, but we never know when that's going to end. Yeah. Well, I consider myself a pretty patient investor, but I have to admit some of those time frames are long. Charlotte, <laughs> 251 days, 370 days. That's a long time. 370 days you, is. You think you're patient and then, boy, 370 days will wear on you. All of a sudden, you might become a little discouraged and you might do something you shouldn't do. You can see why so many investors, when we get to that 20% mark, throw in the towel, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20%. It hits them at an emotional spot where they don't have the ability to manage that emotion and stick with it. It overcomes them and they make changes and choices that maybe are not in their best interest long term. I feel like there's probably a a deep, deep desire to do something. And the problem is, is that that something is oftentimes the wrong thing to do. It is. It is. You know, missing people think that if I make a change, I'm protecting myself. If it continues down, I'm going to protect myself. But what we know is when markets turn around, they turn around fast. And a lot of that volatility 
and market losses recouped in a very short period of time, right as the market turns around. And so if you miss those days, it's extremely costly to investors to miss the best days and why that's so important to stay invested. So let's take, for example, an investment of $1,000 in the S&P 500 just back in 2012. So let's say we make it at the beginning of 2012. At the end of 2021, that $1,000 in the S&P 500 would have become $3,790. That's a pretty good growth rate. But if you are trying to time the market and you pull out just the 10 best days, your investment drops to 2,108. That's a 44% loss in value just by missing the 10 best days. Well, who can pick the 10 best days over the past 10 years? Nobody is that lucky. No, <laughs> exactly. Lucky would have <laughs> but, to have but everything But like you said, it. a lot of those come right near the bottom when things turn around. So you can't think to yourself, I will get in before those great days happen. That's true. You don't know when they're going to be, and they often come right there when you least expect it. And often when someone's going to get back into the market, they wait until the market has turned around and they're feeling good about it again. Well, you don't feel good about the market at the bottom, especially if you've if you've gotten out. You wait for it to recoup some and then you get in. That's why people miss that initial investment pop. Yeah, you only feel good about it when it's basically too late because the 10 days have already happened. Let's let's dive deeper into that. So that's 10 days and it wipes out a big chunk of the return. But what if you miss more days than that? Well, if you miss 20 days, believe it or not, it drops your value to about half. So you would have only grown to $1,575 just by missing 20 days. If you go to 40 days, if you miss the 40 best days out of the 10 years, your investment value would have only been $1,005. Now remember, you invested $1,000. So over 10 years, by missing the 40 best days, you made $5. That's incredible. And there's how many market days in a year? Maybe 250, give or take. So over a 10-year period of time, that's 2,000, let's, let's call it 2,500 days. You're only missing 40 of those. Right. I mean, you're, you are invested almost the whole time, but you're missing the best days and you're making $5, almost nothing. That's right. A, that's a, that just blows my mind. I would mind. have to say that would be the one time you'd probably be better off in a savings account. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, nobody is that bad of an investor, right? Right. But, but it, it's certainly not inconceivable to think though, that behaving poorly in the marketplace is going to cost you. We see that all the time. Exactly. We do. And we see people who emotionally want to get out and, and can't see into the future. They can't remember that, you know, things re- recuperate. Every S&P decline of 15% or more since 1929 through 2020 has been followed by a recovery. Let yeah. me say that well, again. I, I Every that. decline of 15% or more since 1929 has been followed by a recovery why wouldn't we believe that that would be opportunity in the future as well? I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, let's let's talk about why this is so hard then. We know the numbers. Many of us have heard them before, and yet we still have a hard time disconnecting emotion from our decisions. Why is it so difficult? Because emotion is inescapable. We all have it. Every one of us 
is hardwired with emotional responses. Emotions drive everything we do every day and generally in a good way and for good things. But when it comes to investing, it's very hard to disconnect what's happening in the market from the way it makes you feel emotionally. And when we feel like things are not doing well or like they're imploding, it takes over. We start making poor decisions. So, so what kind of advice do you give to people then to, to counteract the different biases that they might have? I mean, do you tell people just bury your head in the sand or stop looking? Because that, that doesn't necessarily sound like the best advice, but what do you tell people? I think people need to understand what those biases are and be able to recognize when they're feeling those biases. One of them is a recency bias, which makes us feel like, penny penny, the sky is falling. You know, if things are bad, look how bad they are. And in our mind, we're thinking it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Well, at some point in time, it's not going to continue to get worse. It's going to change and it's going to get better. But we have a hard time reminding ourselves or seeing that that could be the future. We've, we focus just on tunnel vision, what's happening right now. That's one of the things that we as advisors have to do with clients all the time is walk them through that scenario where we're talking longer term. We're helping them see beyond the next three months, six months, year into years into the future where planning is really what we're focusing on is in years, not just you know, for six months. We're planning for the next 20 or maybe even 30 years into retirement. Other biases that they have to recognize are anchoring or confirmation bias. A lot of times confirmation bias plays, you know, the market goes down and we tell, we think, oh, the market's going to go down. And then it goes down. We're like, yeah, I was right. Look at that. The market went down. I knew it. I should have done something. (laughs) I'm so glad I got out because look at all the money I saved, but not looking at the future and long-term um, and then obviously what I just said, recency bias, understanding our emotions and taking a step back when we feel overwhelmed by what we see happening with our account balancers or in the news gives us an opportunity to think logically. I think one of the things we face right now in our world is being able to have information at our fingertips. Sometimes that's good, but a lot of times it's bad because we are so tied up emotionally in what we hear somebody say, you know, they're on, they're on the media to sell something or, and a lot of times it's to sell an emotional response and they want us to respond and they've found ways to make us respond. And so being able to turn that off and I'm not saying don't watch your accounts or, or, you know, be disconnected from what's happening in the world, but recognize when you are feeding that emotion by watching those programs. That's great advice. And it probably takes a bit of practice, I have to admit. Let's talk about how you build that into a plan, that both the bumpy rides and the emotion side of things. What do you do from a planning point of view to help with those? When the, when the road gets bumpy, we say rely on your plan or lean into your plan. The plan was designed knowing that we have market volatility to deal with, not just in the short term, but long term. And so we've built that long-term market volatility in your plan. We've also not just focused on that, but inflation and the impact it's going to have long-term in your plan. Longevity risk, you know, which sometimes we're thinking, I don't have a long time for investing. I'm almost at retirement. Well, longevity tells us you're going to be in retirement for quite some time. That's the kind of risk most people want. It is, but it's cost. It's costly. And people forget that, you know, there's some expense there. Um, Taxes, you know, how how are you going to be impacted? Taxes, sequence of returns. 
What's going to happen if you're taking your money out and the market's dropping? How are you impacted that way? And then just your personal tolerance for risk. Each one of us is built from a different cloth. We're not all the same. We don't all think the same and we don't all respond emotionally to risk the same. So each plan ties that in. And we do the plan, not during the worst times, but we plan for the worst times in hopes that the plan will help keep people invested. Well, I know you've been at this a long time, Charlotte. So when you say that long-term, that it's built for the long-term, I believe you believe you know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, James. Thank you for joining the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast. Spitly Financial is located at 102 South, 200 East, Suite 100 in Salt Lake City, Utah, 84010. Call us today at 800-748-4788. You can also find us on the web at spitlyfinancial.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The views expressed are Smedley Financials and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member Finra, Sipsy, Roger M. Spenley, Charlotte J. Jessup, James R. Derrick, Shane P. Thomas, Michael B. Ani, Jordan R. Hatfield, Lorraine B. Taylor, Registered Representative. Investment Advisor Representatives of Smedley Financial, Inc., Advisory Services offered through Smedley Financial Services, Inc., Smedley Financial Services, Inc., and Securities America are separate entities. (music) 